Hello and welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. My goal is to help you increase your skills and reputation as a leader, to increase your ability to connect and influence with others, and increase your ability to be the very best leader you can be, particularly in this time of change that is happening in leadership right now. As we get started today, I encourage you to visit my leadership website, www.stevebarker.com.au or my Facebook group, Audacious Leadership, where you will find heaps more resources, insights and strategies that will help you to continue to grow your leadership skills. G'day and welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that life is treating you well wherever you are in the world and that you're staying safe. So let's get straight into the topic for today. What I would like to share with you today is the importance of choices that we make as leaders. And there's five critical choice points as leaders that we need to be really aware of. Now, our lives, they're defined by our choices. However, as a leader, our choices impact other people as well. Now, Please excuse my voice at the moment. I've got a terrible case of um, hay fever and my nose is bunged up and there's nothing I can do to get rid of it. So please bear with me. Um, But yeah, this is the this is where I want to be going. I want to be sharing with you the importance of making the right choice and the thought process that we need to think about as we make these choices, because our choices as leaders, as I say, will impact other people. So let's have a look at. Number one, leaders challenge the process. Leaders should always ask why. They should always be challenging the way things are done. Now, when I say this, I don't mean verbally out loud challenging everything because you'll just become a pain in the ass. That's the bottom line of it. You know. But what we want to be able to do is, is challenge it verbally, externally sometimes, but always internally within ourselves. And some of the questions that we could be asking is, is this the best way? Can it be done better? Who else is doing it? How are they doing it? What are we, what could we model from them? And that's one of the principles of leadership is is modeling. Finding the shoulders of giants to stand on, as Tony Robbins would say. Who's out there? Who's already doing what you want to achieve? Are they doing it better? Are they doing it more effectively? Are they doing it more efficiently? If so, how? How are they doing it? And this is a level of curiosity, you know, that we want to have around challenging the process. It's not that we think we're a smart ass and we think we know better. What we're talking about here is that constant and never ending improvement. You've heard me refer to them before. I talk about them as the one percenters. How do we find these one percenters? The one thing, the 1% that will just fine tune and tweak it and make the performance even better. How do we do that? Well, very simply, it's through this this level of curiosity. So we should always be challenging the process. Area two that we need to be focusing upon. We should inspire a shared vision. Now, what I mean by this is that. We should be inspiring all of those around us to have the same vision, vision, to be able to see the big picture. There's nothing worse, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your um, 
your your careers and your leadership journey, how you get told to do it, and then you ask why you're doing it, and they say you're just doing it because that's how it's got to be done. You don't need to know any more than that. They come out with a need to know basis. Now, in certain elements of the the, you know, the, the working life, yes, we do have a need to know. But nine times out of ten, we like to know more information. We like to have the big picture. The Royal Air Force, when I served in the Royal Air Force, realized this. And they built a whole new computer system based around the ability to be able to share information. To be able to share information so that it was readily available, readily accessible and up to date for everybody. Now, what this enabled us to do was then to be able to communicate the big vision for people to make choices for people to see how the choices would impact them because when we have knowledge and understanding of the big picture we can then buy into it even more we can manage our expectations you know there was times when i was in the military and i knew the big picture and i knew we were in for a rough ride but you know what that was good because I was able to deal with it. I was able to manage my expectations. I was able to work out you know, the endurance that was required for me to push through at that particular moment in time. The language that we should be using in our shared vision is we, not me, not I, not you, but we. Language is critically important, and I've said this before, in leadership. And in this case, it's always about the we. This is what we're going to be doing. Our journey. It's got to be collective language that's used. And that's how we inspire a shared vision. We bring people on the journey with us. A few podcasts ago, I spoke about how you know, leaders should not be alone. Leadership is, is not a lone wolf journey. Leadership should have people around you. Yes, the leader needs to be one step ahead so that the leader can see what's going on because the leader sees more, sees before and sees further. But what we need to be able to do is to um, share our vision with other people. Element number three, choice number three, they enable others to act. As leaders, we should always be empowering, inspiring and allowing others to take action. A true leader grows other leaders around them. This is something, again, I keep repeating over and over again because it's extremely important. A true leader will grow those around them, and that means enabling others to do the work. I, I was only speaking with one of my leadership clients just the other day, and they were saying how they had trust issues, how they had problems being able to relinquish authority and to allow other people to do the work, especially on very, very important tasks. And I said, that's where you've got to find the balance. That's where you've got to find the dichotomy. This is one of the dichotomies of leadership. The balance of leadership is to find that area where you can empower other people to do the work or, or to, to partake in the action. However, as a leader, that's where we can then start to observe, overview, overwatch. We're not talking about micromanagement because that's horrible. I mean, I'm sure you've been micromanaged in the past, but we want to be able to observe and monitor from afar. Create a reporting chain, create a reporting timetable so that information flows up and down. You know, if you've developed already a no blame culture, then 
empowering other people to do the work is going to be fantastic because they're going to go out there and they're going to have a go. Yes, they might make mistakes. And this is why, you know, sometimes with the critical work, it is important that they those mistakes are brought to the fore immediately so that they're not swept under the carpet. And that's where the no blame culture comes in. So, you know, as a leader, we want to be able to inspire others, empower and allow others to take action around us. And this includes decision making. One of the best ways that we can start to grow new leaders is to bring them in on planning. Bring them in on those early discussions and allow them to see the process of leadership happening. Element number four, model the way. Leaders must model the way. We must model the way through our actions, through our mindsets, through our thoughts, words and deeds. One of the things about leadership is you are always being observed, always. Even in your private life, you are being observed. And if there's any incongruency in that, what from what you say to what you do, or what you expect other people to do to what you do, if there's any incongruency in that at all, people will pick up on that. And people will pick up on it extremely quickly. The thing about leadership, and it's it's one of the you know more tough things to deal with, is that we're going to be scrutinised. We're going to be questioned all the time. I mean, just look at politicians. Look at COVID as an example. You know, the politicians didn't have a rule book for COVID. They didn't have a protocol for COVID. They were just doing the best that they could. And they were making decisions. They were making choices. Remember what I said earlier on about leaders making choices and how those ripple effects then impact other people. Well, you know, did they know what they were doing? No. Did they make some poor decisions? Yes. Did they make some good decisions? Yes. But at the time, they were doing the very best they could with all that they had. And yet so many people ridiculed them, blamed them, said that they could do a better job, but they never stood up. And that's the thing about this. You know, we got to remember that we've had the courage to stand up and be the leader, to put our proverbial neck on the chopping block, as it were. So we must always lead the way. We've got to lead by example. And what I'm saying is that people will watch you. They will observe you. Now, if you do the right thing 10 times, it'll probably only get noticed once or twice. But if you do the wrong thing once, it will get noticed straight away. So this is where our choices as leaders come in. We've got to be very good with our choices around our actions, our thoughts, our words, you know, how we behave and how we're portrayed, both professionally and personally. Because as the great John Maxwell says, people do what people see. People will follow you if you consistently demonstrate and lead the way. So, you know, every choice that you need to make is one around, am I modeling the way? Am I showing and demonstrating how I would expect people to behave? Because this is how I do it. And then finally, choice number five, they enlarge the heart. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, I mean encouragement. You know, they encourage themselves. They encourage other people. Encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. 
Have you ever met anybody who doesn't like encouragement? We all like encouragement. And again, I refer back to John Maxwell in this because I remember as I listen to his podcasts and read his books and stuff like that, he often refers back to a conversation he had with his dad. And he will say, you know, he said to his dad, Dad, how do you know when somebody needs encouraging? And his father said in a very simple answer, if they're breathing. And I think that's a a beautiful way to be able to think about when to encourage somebody. We all love encouragement. We all love to be told that we're doing well. We all love to be recognized and our bucket filled on the significance front. So, you know, we enlarge the heart. Now, I want to, and, and, and don't get me wrong in this, don't go blowing sunshine up people's asses. Don't be telling people that they're doing a good job if they're not doing a good job. But if they're not doing a good job, encourage them to do a good job. And again, there's a balance there. And this is where, as a leader, you need to know your people. You need to know your, your human skills. Because otherwise, you just become a critic. And nobody likes a critic. But as a leader, you can encourage change. You can bring change around. You can inspire people. You can influence people. And you can demonstrate how things are supposed to be done. So the five critical choice points as a leader is very, very important. So I'll just recap them before I wrap it up. So leaders challenge the process, always challenge the process. They ask why and can it be done in a better way? You know, who else is doing it? How are they doing it? Find a model. Element two, they inspire a shared vision. It's about sharing the big picture. The vision with everybody around us. And the language is critical. It's not me. It's not I. It's not you. It's we. We or us or our uh, uh, together. Number three, they enable others to act. They inspire, they empower, and they allow people to take actions. Even if those actions are going to go wrong. You know, because... When people are inspired to get involved, they learn faster, they grow faster. And that's what we want to do as a leader. We always want to be adding value. We want to help people grow and develop. Element number four, choice number four, they model the way. You've got to be able to demonstrate consistently, you know, the ethics that you talk about, the instructions that you talk about, the values that you talk about. You've got to be able to demonstrate them. Otherwise, it's just hot air. Otherwise, is it, you know, that phrase that I've used three or four times today, you know, it's like blowing sunshine up people's asses. They know it. They see it. They can see straight through you. And you've got to be consistent with the model that you are. You know, if you expect other people to look up to you, to respect to you, to follow you, then you've got to lead consistently and you've got to lead with integrity and you've got to lead by your values all the time. And then element number five, they enlarge the heart. Encouragement. As I said, encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. They encourage themselves, they encourage those around them. So these are the five critical choice points for leaders. So as you are a leader, as you start to grow and develop into your leadership world, I would challenge you to start to think about 
the choices that you're making on a regular basis and use these five elements to be able to benchmark your your choices raise your conscious awareness to the things you're saying the choices you're making the decisions that you're coming up with because as i said right at the very start of this podcast as a leader our choices not only impact ourselves but others and the ripple effects can be massive okay i'd love to hear your thoughts on this i'd love to hear your feedback so hit me up send me a message and if you enjoy this raw leadership podcast and you think it's worthy of a five-star review, please, whatever platform you're on, go and review it. Give it an honest review. And if you really think it's great and you want to share it with your friends and family, because remember, leaders grow leaders. Now, a leader is somebody of influence. So you don't have to be professionally engaged in a leadership role. You could be a husband. You could be a wife. You could be a son. You could be a a daughter. You could be anybody who has the opportunity to influence another human being is the role of a leader. So share this podcast with them. You never know. It might actually inspire somebody to go on and become even more than they already are. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there. I look forward to hearing from you wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to. Until the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast, my name's Steve. I'll speak to you soon. Tiru. Thank you for joining me for this latest episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm sharing, and if you are curious about how you can reach the next level in your leadership quickly, then perhaps you may want to connect with me to discuss what I do as a leadership coach and how I've already helped thousands of other leaders level up quicker than those around them and get that advantage that so many people are looking for. If you are interested in this, email me at steve at stevebarker.com.au or you can go to my website, stevebarker.com.au and you can message me from there. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward as well to continuing to share even more valuable content, insights in the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. So until then, take care and we'll speak again soon. Toodaloo.